Welcome all you Plus Two Comedy Modifiers to another episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. I'm your host as always, TV's Noah Houlihan, having a bad hair day. And before we get to our horrendous episode with Jeff Stormer, I have to tell you about some upcoming shows. We are heading down to Maryland for MAGFest. Yes, we will be there the 4th through the 7th of January, where we will be taking part in MAGLAPS, we will be taking part in the Improv Show, and we will be playing a round of Game the Gamer. They haven't released the schedule yet, but I can tell you that these events will be taking place. So, come see us at MAGFest. For more information, go to magfest.org. Also, on January 6th, we will be at KatoriCon. We will be playing the dating game, doing some stand-up comedy, and hosting the charity auction. You may think, hey, isn't, didn't you just say you're going to be a MAGFest? Yes. We don't know how we're going to solve this. We have like six plans on how we can solve this, but we're not going to, we're not going to be able to say for sure until the schedules come out. So, we have a plan. We will be at both because we're plus two comedy. So come see us at either MAGFest or KatoriCon. For more information on KatoriCon, Google it. Trust me, it's easier. KatoriCon. Also, before we get on to the show, this episode is brought to you by the Talking Nog Podcast, which means I am contractually obligated to read the following ad. The Talking Nog Podcast is a yearly tradition about a yearly tradition. Come, sit by the fire, and enjoy a few mugs of eggnog. Go to soundcloud.com slash talkingnog on December 20th for a nogtastic experience. If you have any questions for Jeff Stormer, the host of Talking Nog, he can be reached at talkingnog.aol.com. Talkingnog at aol.com. TalkingNog at AOL.com. For all your Nog questions, opinions, photos for the podcast, recipes, stories, and audio submissions are welcome. So, you know, I was contractually obligated to read that. It's going to be Nogtastic. And now, without any further ado, take it away. Who's ready for a podcast? Is his name Chad? Chat. Chat. His name's Chat. Who's ready for a podcast? <laughs> Who's here to do other things is currently getting annoyed by a podcast. Yeah. Cool. This is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast coming to you live from Gamer's Vault. That's 175 Route 70 in Medford, New Jersey. I'm your host, as always, TV's No Hulahan, joined, as always, by the diehard to my gremlins, Mr. Will Liam. How you doing, Will? That was a very nice one. Yeah, two Christmas movies. I'm more of a Gremlins part. Like, Die Hard's all right. I don't go out of my way to watch it, but I will watch some Gremlins. What do you got against Die Hard? No, I just, I prefer Gremlins. Okay. It just said I liked Die Hard. When I was a kid, uh, I didn't see Gremlins until I was uh, probably a young adult because I was deathly afraid of them and I thought it was going to be the scariest movie in did the world. You, did you see Gremlins 2? No, I refused to see either of them and then I grew, I saw them as adult and I was like, this is a comedy movie yeah. full move, of jokes. Move your mic a little closer to you. You're a little... And I don't know quite why I was so terrified. Like, there we go. They're sc- I guess they're scary looking but I definitely yeah. watched it and was like, I kind of yeah. missed out on that. Uh, in case you're wondering, our guest this week is the host of 
of All My Fantasy Children. He is the host of the Party of One podcast. He is often insulted by Will Liam on this very podcast. Mm, like twice. Uh, he is a play-by-play and color commentator on Cosplay Pro Wrestling, and he has no other projects. Please give it up for Jeff Stormer. Noah, it is It is just, I am so happy to be here. Uh, real quick, I, I do have another project. It is a, is it a well, show where you talk about Gremlins 2? It is not. Ooh, but, uh, I would can, really like to talk about Gremlins Do you want to start a Gremlins 2, 2 podcast? Yeah. Christopher, uh, Christopher Lee's in Gremlins 2. Well, too bad because I'm he mad at you. Count so. What? Uh, I also have a, a, a third podcast. I don't no. know why you didn't mention it. Because um, it's dumb. Uh, you might notice that I'm wearing an eggnog-themed Christmas sweater. No, sweat. I didn't see that. Uh, I host a podcast called Talking Nog. It is the world's only eggnog enthusiast podcast. Are you positive? No. Have you ever Googled it? Nope. I'm Googling it right now. I'm going to show you. I could tell you I have Googled it. <laughs> Uh, are we the only one? You're the only eggnog-specific one. Yeah, all right, I'll take Egg- it. We're the only eggnog enthusiast podcast. podcast. I bet we're the first result. Yeah, you're not. We're <laughs> not? <laughs> Egg ri- eggnog riot. Don't you, I have a, <laughs> a bit later, and you guys are ruining it. Uh, I have a podcast called Talking Nog. It is an eggnog enthusiast podcast. We publish one episode a year. Um when, when do you do it? Around Christmas time. Uh, it is a uh, talking nog is a yearly tradition honoring a yearly tradition. We talk about the past, present, and future of everyone's favorite eggy, creamy Yuletide treat. We uh, we look at listener photos. We answer <laughs> listener questions. Who, who you has look questions? Got a lot of questions. Wait, yeah. Did he say listener photos? You look at listener photos. So there's just yeah. photos of people. <laughs> yeah. Photos of we have we have and not- you look at them while recording a podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. Silently. Yes. Well, no, not silently. People send me photos mm, of them of drinking eggnog. Yeah. And I describe. I. I. I who not- are these people? Lovers of eggnog. <laughs> so she's people gonna say the lovers. <laughs> <laughs> lovers. Dreamers. People who own cameras? <laughs> People who own cameras. Some of them own phones. Um, yeah, I can't imagine a camera <laughs> existing that isn't a phone. Yeah, we're kind of in that time now. Mm-hmm. Um, but What uh, are you with the hand signals? I, I'm Jesse's. thirsty. I'm very loud, and I apologize. Has been doing commando hand signals <laughs> this entire time, and it's really distracting. Guys, let's continue to do the podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's really more of an eggnog sweatshirt than a sweater. That's fair. It's an eggnog-themed sweatshirt, but it is holiday. It's eggnog-themed, and I think that's really the main thing. Uh, I guess this is three times now you've been mean to me for no reason. Um, A little bit of backstory, if you haven't been paying attention. They Um, know what's happening, if they've listened this far. That's fair. But also to past podcasts, I think, is what Jeff was bringing up. Because uh, you tend to insult Jeff's uh, work repeatedly, repeatedly on this show, without even realizing it, which kind of makes it more hurtful. No, yeah. no. Why does it make it more hurtful? Because you're never thinking about Jeff. In like a mm. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, if you were trying to hurt me, I've built up walls over years and years of uh, to build up walls against like intentional. It's just saying things that cut to my core. Yeah. What was without the, intending? What it. was the second one? Well, I know the first one was that. Uh, Jeff, of course, hosts Party of One. The, yeah, the, I uh, will listen to no <laughs> role-playing the actu- The actual play po- uh, podcast, Built for Two. Yes. And uh, 
Will has gone on record to say that the Adventure Zone is the only good actual play podcast yep. in existence. Yeah, I was I was watching the Twitch stream when that happened. Yeah. Uh, it was great. It was a good day. You, made, you actually might have mentioned that you had been searching for a while for a good one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't yep. find one. Yeah. It's not one yep. out there. Uh, and then you mentioned uh, on a f- later episode that people who play... Oh, yes. uh, you said it's got... You said D&D's got to have at least three people yes, or else it's sad. Yeah, it's garbage. Sad. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. again, just real hurtful. Yeah. I only hate Jeff for talking Nog. I think <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I think Party of One is a very good show. I mean, talking Nog really is my masterpiece, mm. but Party of One's okay. Mm. This is going to be a real awkward if I, podcast wait. if every time you bring up one of your podcasts, one of us is angry. Mm-hmm. If I'm I, not ang- I like his I, podcast. All, I have a question for them. you real quick. All the ones he does. Wait, question, question if from I Mr. buy Stone. an ad spot on this week's episode, will it soften your opinion of talking Nog? It will... Force an ad to play. <laughs> Give me five. That's good enough. Oh, are you actually? Oh God. Mm. Here you go. There's All right. Cash. This episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is brought to you by a dumb podcast called Talking Nog. It's the only dumb podcast that's dumb. <laughs> five dollars well spent. Uh. So, Jeff, <laughs> I'm not just going to uh, insult Talking Nog. Uh, you can insult time. your full body of work. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, yeah. Deep Ta- dive. I got a lot of things Tell me more about uh, all my fantasy children. Uh, all My Fantasy Children is a podcast in which my best friend, Aaron Catano Sayas, it is a world-building and character creation podcast fueled by listener prompts. Uh, my best friend, Aaron Catano Sayas, and I... Uh, <laughs> That's his full name? Yeah, Aaron Catano Sayas, uh, my best friend... Right. The whole world. That's hurtful. <laughs> you see how it feels. You came here other... on purpose to do this. You see how it you feels. You planned this spite. This is premeditated hurting. This one actually wasn't. And you see how it hurts more than if I had <laughs> planned it. You see how it hurts more, Will. It hurts worse when I didn't plan it. Thank my... you for joining us as we watch friendship slowly die. My live other on best. Twitch. My other best friend, yeah. He softened it a little bit. <laughs> Uh, we take listener prompts submitted through Twitter, Facebook, email, uh, Discord, etc., and we spin them into role-playing game characters, fantasy characters. We tell stories about them using a bunch of different role-playing games. We roll on random tables, and it's cool. We kind of built this whole fantasy world week by week, and we introduce different characters, and nowadays we kind of also do some actual play stuff. We do some audio drama. It's really cool. It's re- it's It's a lot of fun, and it's cool to, like, hang out with like i mean you the both of you know you at least marginally like each other it's cool to hang out with a good friend for an hour to do a cool yeah. thing and it's cool to it like be. make something special i n- i never see noah outside of yeah two comedy things be- being an adult is finding a way to see your friends and lying to yourself and saying it's work yes mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. yeah because I would never see Will if it wasn't for this podcast, and I would be really sad. Yeah, like like I, like I enjoy hanging out with Will, but like I, I if I don't feel productive, I feel like I'm cheating the world <laughs> of your greatness. <laughs> of my greatness. 
Yeah, I, I have that thought. I'm like, man, I never see Noah. No, I see Noah a lot. A lot. We just never <laughs> do fun <laughs> things. Just <laughs> We're just always work. doing this. That's why I have three podcasts, just yeah. so that I can hang out with my friends. <laughs> have friends come over. Th- they won't God, see you otherwise. Thank God Twitch exists, because if Twitch didn't exist, I would never justify playing video games That's, alone. Yeah. I was like, no, no, no. This is for the masses that come and sit in our chat room <laughs> and say, hey, good shot. Thanks. <laughs> I need that. I, I'm I'm providing a service. I'm not just entertaining myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would be selfish. Oh, Party of One legitimately came from like didn't feel like I was playing enough role playing games. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, I need to do something. I need to find a way. I can't just ask people to come play role playing games with me, especially if they're people that I don't know directly. But if I claim that it's for a podcast, then it's like they're doing a promotional thing, and then they have to hang out with me. Uh, and you got in at the perfect time. For, for this show, because now the argument is, hey, you know we can play D&D without recording it, right? Well, it's funny that you mentioned <laughs> that. Actually, uh, you can't. <laughs> it's uh, a thing recently came out that legitimately nowadays, about 50% of the D&D audience has come to it through streams and podcasts. Really? And so, like, it really looks like future, like the future of D&D is increasingly going to be have or have at least have to acknowledge streams podcasts etc because there are huge swaths of people that think when they think of the experience of playing D, they think of critical role or one shot yeah. or party of one for the four people that have told me that they got into <laughs> role-playing games That's and i appreciate though. all of them i mean that all came four out, of them all four of them um, but like, yeah, there are people that legitimately think when they think role playing games, think podcasts and streams yeah. and wizards like did polls and studies and stuff and said, it's about half of our audience, wow, which is that's huge. interesting. Yeah. That's a huge number because, uh, I got invited to join a D and D group and I never have time, but I was like, oh, for these guys, I'm going to make time. And, uh, I asked when we were doing it and the response I got was, I don't know. We still have to buy microphones. I was like. <laughs> Wait, what? It's like, oh yeah, because we got to record it. And I was like, oh, this is a whole new thing. Oh no, <laughs> now I don't think I can commit to this <laughs> to a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> if there's going to be people who think I'm going to be there every week <laughs> that are not you guys, <laughs> I know you guys. I can betray you and bounce anytime I want. But strangers on the internet are going to be upset that I'm gone. <laughs> Uh, I'm working some stuff out in this podcast about no, how you, I live my life. No, are you okay? Um, I, uh, no. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Put a lot of unneeded pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. No, why don't you talk about it with your best friend? Me. <laughs> why are you... <laughs> I'm sorry, Will. I'm being real... I'm, I think I'm done being mean to Will because I... I I really like Will, and I'm tired. I can't, I can't keep it up. I can't stay mad at you, Will. No, oh, thank you. Uh, I want to talk real quick about uh, Party of One. I just stopped myself from attacking Noah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening, guys? <laughs> she, she thought it would be her. I was like, you, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> my, fiance, my fiance just picked up a knife, just so you guys know. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about Party of One. Party of One. Uh, I love Party of One. Thank you. Uh, And uh, I I remember when you came to me with the idea for the the show. I did, actually. uh, Plus Two Comedy, uh, you specifically. (coughs) uh, Thanks. Well, 
I don't know if you know this, actually. No, I don't, no. but you didn't have to cut. <laughs> Nobody else knows. <laughs> well, I'm saying, like, because I emailed Noah. Mm-hmm. Noah's actually the second person in the world to know that Party of One was good. Like, to have heard the concept for Party of One. Mm-hmm. My wife, producer of the show, Jen Frank, is the other person. Because yes. I, I was like, I want to do a thing. She's like, why don't you do a podcast? And we kind of, like, talked about the idea, developed the concept. And then I pitched it to you as like, why don't you expand the party or the plus two comedy network and add a, add a show hosted oh, by yeah, your buddy Jeff Stormer? We were going to have a network. <laughs> yeah. And then like, so you were the second person to ever hear about this because I didn't think Will liked me. <laughs> <gasps> no. Yeah. Had I met you? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> you just, just, but how could I not like no, you? No, I think we met. I think we met at a party. Maybe. Yeah. But I might have been not okay. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> There's a good chance that what was that? Yeah, okay I just was like, yeah. Uh, but uh, I remember you, you you told me about this idea, and I really liked it. And then I felt like it only took you eight episodes to have a better podcast than me. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Mm, like I watched it grow in numbers so quickly. Well, like, Jeff oh. did the very smart thing of that uh, the secret to podcasting, and that's to make it about a thing. <laughs> yeah, we skipped that part. I thought you were going to say not recorded in a store. Yeah, ooh, that's, look, we've made a lot of mistakes. We're committed to them, though. Yeah. We, 203 times. Being in a store is the only thing we have <laughs> other than two white guys. <laughs> well, we the only, foundation of any podcast. We, we are an interview podcast. We bring a guest on to talk about their thing and then have us listen have them listen to us when we have to talk about a video game we played. Which reminds me, we like to geek out on this show. Oh, do we like to geek out on the show? And we do it with the same called What You're Watching, What You're Reading, What You're Playing. It's where we talk about what we're watching, what we're reading, what we're playing. Uh, Jeff, you're not new to the group. You've been on, I think, more than any other guest that we've ever yeah. had. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Batich. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, as, as a booked guest, I th- this is your third, third appearance. Third appearance, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... Getting that hat trick. Yeah, the hat trick. I keep making podcasts just so I can come back on Plus Two Comedy. Yeah, it, it, it's working well. We have to have you every time you make a podcast. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's contractual, even if it's a dumb one <laughs> about a beverage. Once a year podcast. <laughs> uh, I don't make dumb podcasts. I make art. <laughs> oh, that's all right. <laughs> when, you know when's that art coming that out? We've, we've made a whole generation that when we become grandparents and die... Our grandkids can be like, oh, I wish I knew Grandpa better. It's like, oh, well, here's 300 episodes yeah. of oh, yeah. him talking. Yeah, we happen to have 300 hours of him <laughs> rambling on. What, what about mostly that he's going to edit this later? <laughs> Grandpa sure loved Squarespace. <laughs> Where's all that money he made from the Square- <laughs> Squarespace ads? Where's the Squarespace fortune he clearly has? Jeff, what have you been watching? Uh, we've been watching. Uh, it's called Midnight Diner Tokyo Stories. Go it's on. An orig- I it's like an, all those uh, words. It's a Japanese language original series on Netflix. Live um, action? Yes. Okay. It is about a midnight diner, which is a diner in Japan that is open from midnight to 7 a.m. every day. Those are the only hours they're open. Hmm. And uh, there's no menu. Uh, mm-hmm. the, 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 the owner, who's called Master... Nice. Master will make you anything that you can think of as long as he has the ingredients in the back. This nice. is the entire premise he of the show. He can think of? Anything you, anything you ask you co- for. Okay. So he's not like, hey, it, 
you're an omelet guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's a, we, there was an episode about rice omelets, because like, and it's like every episode is built around a dish because like a person comes in and orders a dish and he makes it for them, and then you follow like a chapter of their life. Usually they fall in and out of love lo- or with various. It's like various love stories and family stories. All built around people coming in and out of this like midnight to seven a.m. diner. Is this a real di- like? Does this diner exist? No, it was based on a manga, I think. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. based on a manga, I believe. But uh, no, uh, there is a Japanese language uh, drama about real diners called Wakakozake, which <laughs> is about a woman who goes out at night by herself <laughs> and goes to bars and drinks and eats. And it is my. It is. Is her name Guy Fieri? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, <laughs> but uh, it's oh, I really great. wish it was a Guy Fieri manga. But, yeah, those and those episodes take place at real things, and it's great because all of those episodes are just this woman. She'll be in her office and be like, "God, I really want a beer." Got to go to Flavor Town, <laughs> and yeah. then she goes to a restaurant and just like beer. <laughs> it's very good. It sounds good. I've been watching a lot of Japanese food dramas. <laughs> yeah, that's something we need to do. <laughs> I, I've been neglecting my anime, which, which neither of the things yeah, you just described live action shows. were anime. But well, I've been ignoring my Japan's Japanese like cartoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Roger Rabbit over there. <laughs> oh, I want to see that movie. <laughs> Apparently, I'm being told by I'm being told by the Party of One Research Department that there Ooh. is an anime version of Wakakozake. Oh, good, good. I will definitely binge that. Yeah, and write I don't want to see real it. Japanese people. I only want to see their cartoons that look more European. Will, the views, what are you watching? The, view, <laughs> the views and Will uh, of uh, Will Liam do not necessarily reflect no Hulahan or Plus Two Comedy Incorporated. Yeah. They do reflect talking nog, though. <laughs> yes. They sure don't. <laughs> though, actually, a uh, funny story. Uh, now that reminds me of a funny story. Uh, I was talking to it's Noah it's my about part it. part of the segment, but yeah, just and step all over it. I'm, I'm going to. Um, Will had said, or Noah had said that he thought that you were a guest host on Talking Nog. I did. Oh, so that would have been nice. So I, I think that I'm going to make you a guest host, and we'll see if I actually ask you to come onto the show. Or oh, if I, I just, hope you do. If I just say that you're a guest host. I, I remember the first time I heard about Talking Nog, I thought it was your projects. Like, <laughs> the two of you got together to make a project, and this well, is what I you wish. came up Will, with. Will, do you want to co-host Talking Nog this year? My dream is that Jeff messages me on Facebook and asks if, he want, if I want to co- collaborate <laughs> on something. So I listened to the dumb show, <laughs> and, and the whole time it's just like, when's Will going to show up? <laughs> And at the end, you didn't show up. I was like, well, this has been a total waste. I'm just there at the I end. I didn't learn about eggnog. Like, it's a gross drink. It's delicious and wonderful. It's creamy and yolky. Yep. Those are the two things uh, about it. All right. All right. Nutmeg or no nutmeg? I'm a nutmeg guy. All right. I'm big Incorrect. On nutmeg. The correct answer is throw it away. It's a gross drink. <laughs> and there's no fixing it. Do you have any homemade eggnog? We do. We make it every year. Because I've heard starting last year. To, to, to have it's a legitimate. It's been in the sun since last year. <laughs> no. Yes. You have to age it. <laughs> you do actually legitimately have to age it, though. Oh, all right. About several days. You bury days. it in the yard like kimchi. <laughs> Jeff, you should know how to make eggnog. You just said you were doing it. Uh, you age it like that, that. I was trying to think of the name of that fish that, that, fish, uh, that they oh, make. Oh, uh. Something Carl. You mean the, the rotten one that Bobby Hill eats in that episode of King oh, of the Hill. Oh, Lutefisk. Lutefisk, yes. Anyway, Lutefisk? Well, Lutefisk. Yeah, Lutef- <laughs> it's a fish that they bury in dirt. Scandinavian Ludicrous. <laughs> it's a fish they bury in dirt until it until it like 
mold, congeals into mm-hmm. a gelatin, and then they eat it. Mm. And Bobby Hill ate a bunch of it on yep. an episode of King of the Hill, and he burned the church down because he had to go to the bathroom, and he lit matches to try and cover mm-hmm. up the smell. It was a comedy of errors. Sounds better than eggnog. <laughs> Will, what have you been watching? Uh, well, you know me. I'm uh, very artistic, and Ooh, so yes. I went to see Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, the mustache movie. The mustache yes, movie, because yes. I can't pronounce the guy's name, who's the main character. Hercule Poirot? Yeah, you guys saying it. Here's the thing. I say that to everybody that asks about it. It doesn't matter how <laughs> many times you say his name to me, I can't pronounce it. That's fair. So but You he, can't pronounce whose name? Uh, Jeff, you want to? <laughs> Hercule Poirot? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> you try it, now. Yeah, no. please. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard it three times. I still don't know what it is. Hercules Mulligan? Is that what it was? That would be easier. How uh, was it, Will? Uh, it was really good. Uh, I it was, the, it was one of those movies, I guess it's like Iron Man in this, where I the plot starts to happen, and I'm like, ooh, stop it. I don't need that. I just want these charming people to keep talking to each other. Oh, gotcha, All gotcha. Right. Yeah, every Iron Man, I'm like, don't fight. I don't can't get out of here. Just keep. You being... just want to see his life yeah. slowly deteriorate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. as he pushes well, as away he the people quilps. that he loves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he's still like funny. Yeah, yeah, right. That's what I want. And that's the same with all these people. Their lives have been ruined by a past tragedy. Sure, but they've put on these fronts of being friendly and charming and, and happy. enjoyable. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like that false attitude they have. Uh, all right. So- <laughs> So on three occasions, uh, people have been talking about this movie in front of me. And I was like, ooh, I don't want spoilers, and walked away. And on all three occasions, they said, how could there be spoilers for a book that came out, you know, 100 years ago? Uh, I never, I don't think I've ever read an Agatha Christie novel. Yeah, and to that I say, who's read every book that's come out 100 years ago? No one. Shut up. Let me enjoy the movie. Public service announcement. It's also a mystery movie. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at the camera it's also a mystery movie and like spoilers will ruin it it's kind of the like yeah mm-hmm. a specific point of that movie is who it's literally described as a who done it mm-hmm. yeah and so telling pete telling me who done it has taken away at least one of the yeah. core points it of the was movie. really cool not to know who done it and uh let to figure stuff out after that guy found those clues right. for me <laughs> <laughs> Like he did the hard part, and then I get to be like, "Oh, I'm pretty good at detective." Too. Yeah, I can, I can, I can be a detective. Yeah. Once I have another person yeah. assemble the clues and well, tell me why they're significant, it's a lot like, yeah. a lot like watching Psych when, <laughs> when when they zoom in on the detail and like highlight it in blue, and you're like, "Oh, I know that. That's a clue. I got this." <laughs> Mystery solved. Yeah. Will, do we need to solve this murder? Okay. Where are the clues? <laughs> we don't know. No, all right. I need all the yeah. clues. Yeah. First thing I'm going to do is run the cursor along the screen until I find hyperlinks. <laughs> I'm going to click tab link. until the, yeah. the link is highlighted. <laughs> I cheat at Flash games. All the time. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time. <laughs> I love all these jokes. Uh, so I watched uh, what... The, it's the best movie that is for no one, is what I've been saying right. in my review. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's called The Babysitter. Oh, I've heard of this. Oh, that's the, that's the cult movie where yeah. they're murder cultists. It's real good. It's it's a kid who's like gets picked on a lot, but he's got a super cool babysitter. And then uh, his uh, friend from school convinces him not to go to bed when she says. Ooh. Because 
I bet her boyfriend comes over and they they do kissy stuff. Uh, And he stays up and he finds them playing like spin the bottle. It's kissy stuff. And then uh, the nerd has to kiss everybody and she stabs him and kills him and sacrifices him so that they can remain pure. And like the movie just makes this hard right turn into like Insaneville. I really wanted to see that. Uh, Spoilers, no. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, that is a huge spoiler, but but if you were to watch this film, you would have had to have found it on Netflix where that is already given away from you. Yeah, yeah, the trailer yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, so this movie's really good, but it would have, it's not going to be successful. It would only be successful if it came out like in the 90s <laughs> and they just showed it on HBO all the time. Okay. And then it was that. just like, what is this? Like you would have to stumble upon it and just wonder what it is. Like, if you were a kid who wasn't allowed to watch HBO, but your parents were asleep and you snuck down, this would be the greatest movie ever made to you. That's what happened with me in The Gallows. The Gallows? Yeah. I accidentally watched it, and because of the way it's presented, because it's a found footage movie, I didn't know it was fake until significantly into the movie. I thought it was on the weird Stockton channel that's around here. Oh. And it was like an art thing. (laughs) And then I was like, children are dying. (laughs) Yeah. Put the camera down and help those children. Now, what are you doing? But it's super good. It's very well written. Like, there is not a wasted line of dialogue. Every word is important to that movie. It's so good. Uh, and it, it'll be, it won't be praised as it should be, in my opinion. Uh, but it's real good. Check out The Sitter, on, or The Babysitter, excuse me. The Sitter's a terrible Jonah Hill movie. The Babysitter is a good movie on Netflix. Check it out. Uh, Jeff, what you read? Uh, I am going to do the plus two comedy tradition of cheating and using yep, a podcast. Nice. We are not well read. Uh, I have been listening to a podcast called I Only Listen to the Mountain Goats. Um, is this your new project? <laughs> surprisingly, no. Uh, it's by the guy. It's by Joseph Fink, the guy that does Welcome to Night Vale mm. and uh, Alice Isn't Dead. And it is an interview podcast where he interviews uh, John Darneal, the lead singer in the ba- of the band The Mountain Goats, every single week to like learn about his creative process. And what they're doing is going track by track through one of the The Mountain Goats albums, All Hail West Texas. And every week they have a different band come and cover it. And every week mm. they just talk to him for a long time about like what like where he was like when he wrote the music like the history of the song like where it fits sort of into the sort of mythology of it and it's just it's a really cool look at music and the creative process and also fandom because the whole thing is this weird space where they're become where they're they're going from fan and creator to friends and these other people are coming in and also hmm. I have a gigantic crush on John Darneal from the Mountain Goats cuz he can talk about anything forever mm-hmm. and He's just dreamy, and he's got the the soul of an artist. And Will, what have you been? A little for a little for Clemp. Then is he beardy? No, he's kind of tweedy looking. Really? Because I only know John Darnell from his appearances on the podcast Judge John Hodgman. Okay, he's a frequent uh, guest on there, and so I only know his voice, and so I've pieced together what John Darnell looks like. He kind of looks like like a Billy Crudup. I don't know what from that Big is. Fish, the like son a Billy from Goat? Big Fish. Okay, he got a little bit of that. If he was like, it's like his brother that's in a folk punk band. Huh. 
All right. Mm-hmm. Putting those, putting those pieces together in my <laughs> yeah. brain. And it's just really cool. And the music on it is really, really good. And, like, the, the covers are good. And the discussions are always great. It's a great podcast. Highly recommended. All right. That sounds interesting. I might actually give that one a try. Excuse me. Uh, Will, what do you read? Uh, I, I'm also going to cop out. Cool. Uh, I was listening to uh, a show I catch up on sometimes called uh, What You Missed in History Class. Okay. And uh, I listened to a really good one about the 1826 uh, eggnog riots. Oh, really? Probably the best eggnog podcast (laughs) I think I've ever listened to. Like, probably the only like interesting eggnog podcast. Now, I want to interject here and say uh, I had a bit that I actually prepared for what you're reading, in which I was going to talk about how I had finally found an interview podcast about nerdy topics and how it was called the Nerdist. And I was going to do a whole bit here, and I put it aside, and I didn't do it because I was like, you know what? I've been mean to Will, and he's a good friend, and I like Will, and Plus Two Comedy was a real inspiration for me to get into (laughs) podcasting, and I'm not going to be mean to him anymore, and then you go and do this to me. Yeah, I had worked on it, and I I hadn't read anything else. (laughs) All right, fair. You know what? I, I, I understand your predicament. Yeah, I didn't have anything else to say. Uh, so this is an important question, Will. Uh, I only have time this year to listen to one eggnog <laughs> podcast. How g- how good was this podcast? It's not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bunch of drunk people causing problems. Sounds pretty good. I feel like I, feel like, feel like I could have made it interesting, but that's, that's just me. Hey, In all honesty, I'd ne- rather have listened to Jeff talk about it. You have something to you know, I'm research. Gonna look, I'm going to have to talk yeah. about that now, yeah. Because what has changed in the in the world of eggnog? Uh, it's been a big year for eggnog. Uh, Peeps made a big foray into the world of oh, Easter nog. Yeah. They released Mallow Nog, which was something that I talked about on the oh, first Talking Nog. So I take 100% credit for Mallow Nog being a thing. See, I thought they would have gone eggnog-flavored Peeps. You'd have thought, but they went full-on yeah. eggnog. See, either way, you're turning a really gross thing into a really gross thing. Yeah, so it uh, just goes together. Yeah, fully. Dis- I feel like I'm just being attacked here. I came here to have a good time. No, I'm, I'm not attacking feeling- you. I'm attacking eggnog. I yeah, and everything like you believe yeah, in. You're attacking me. You're attacking my heart and my soul. Do you like peeps too? No, peeps, oh, are, peeps are a garbage right. food. That would have been the line. <laughs> peeps you are know, a garbage food. It's the same food. thing, right? It's not at it's all. It's just a goo. It's not at all. <laughs> it's yeah, just the main ingredient is goo. <laughs> it's shame. They make Pe- it out of horse hooves. <laughs> Peeps are shame and <laughs> hatred. And eggnog is liquid shame. <laughs> eggnog is the holiday spirit and warmth and love and Christmas time. Ooh, don't drink it warm. <laughs> it's made out of all spoilable things. Spoilable. Mm. A warning from Plus Two Comedy. <laughs> A warning from Talking Nog. Drink your eggnog however you like, Ugh. as long as you're enjoying this delicious beverage with the people that you care about at a time of year about family and togetherness and love. Don't include this in your podcast, I swear <laughs> to God. I don't want to be part of ta- Talking Nog, so I don't want to hear you saying things that are that you could then cut into your show. <laughs> Too late. I've read a thing, and I would like to speak about it All right, now. let's hear it. Let's, what you been reading? Uh, I read a creepypasta called No End House because... Okay. Uh, there's a show called Channel Zero that turns uh, creepypastas into series. Oh, that's that thing I was trying to tell you about. Oh, okay then. <laughs> uh, I thought it was called Candlelight Cove. Candlelight Cove was the first season. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then the second season they did No End House. And, uh, and it's close to a murder game show. Uh, in the, the story, it's, it's a haunted house. If you, get through all, if you get through nine rooms, you get $500. 
Can I run through them real quick? Uh, there were some issues in, in that strategy. Okay. Uh, but the creepypasta is really good, and the creepypasta does that thing a creepypasta does where the horror is the things you don't know. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just ends with, like, a terrible thing, and, you know, you fill in the blank. You can't do that with a TV show. No. The TV show, it was six episodes, and by the end of it, I was like, oh, wait, then why did this happen? Mm-hmm. Why did this happen? What happened to this person? And there's, there's a huge problem in TV today that I've noticed where they want to be shocking, and they just do that to get in the way of telling a good story. Because it's like, all right, here's a really cool character. We're not sure what his motives are. And we never will because he's dead. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. So skip the show. Read the <laughs> creepypasta. It's, it's the difference between 30 minutes and three hours. So just read the creepypasta. No end house. It was very enjoyable. Uh, so, Jeff, I want to throw it back to you. What are you playing? Uh... I'm writing a role-playing game, and I've been playing a lot of that. Uh, it's called Mission Accomplished. There's a salute in the title and a colon and an exclamation point. How do you spell it? Haven't decided yet, okay. but I know that i got to integrate that salute. Mm-hmm. It is the role-playing game of of, ter- of super spies in terrible office meetings. Um, actually, uh, I'm going to shamelessly plug a thing. I'm going to be playing it live uh, on the 17th at 4.30 p.m., uh, Everything is Awesome, which is another interview podcast, is doing their 100th episode live at Amalgam Comics on the 17th, and I'm going to be doing a playthrough of this role-playing game that I wrote. The premise is you're a team of super spies who have come back from a successful mission, but things have gone wrong, and you have to have an office meeting to figure out who is getting credit for what went right and who is getting the blame for all the things that went wrong. And the way it works is you fill it in retroactively through uh, index cards and written reports. You talk about the things that other people did wrong, and then I reveal them to the group as the person running the uh, cool. office meeting. So it's a little bit of shades of Nye, my evil overlord. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. But a little it. bit a little bit less structured. Gotcha, gotcha. More freeform. Yeah. Cool. I dig it. And that's the, the 17th? The 17th at 4.30. Cool. At Amalgam Comics back. and Coffee House in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Nah, also, Philadelphia. go to that. Texas. <laughs> uh, William, you play anything good? Yeah, it's probably the best indie role-playing game I've ever played. Yeah. I don't have anything. I just <laughs> wanted to be mean again. Uh, <laughs> I was really hoping there was at least a salute in the title. <laughs> uh, if I knew that Jeff was doing that, I would have researched <laughs> another indie role-playing game. See that? It snuck up on you. Yeah, you did. It's how you, it's how you gotta plug your stuff. Yep. Uh, I've been playing Puzzle Fighter. I've been playing Puzzle Fighter yeah, as well. I haven't Super gotten Puzzle to play Fighter. it yet, and I'm oh. really excited. It's a lot of fun. The The fact that it's uh, it's not just Street Fighter, it's also just all of Capcom. Right. Oh, is it? Yeah. because I gotten that far. Because I unlocked uh, West, Frank West, Desperado, mm-hmm. Rough Rider. Yeah, uh, do it again. And uh, Hagar from Final Fight. Oh. Uh, so as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, Mega Man's going to be in this Man. game. <laughs> So I know Mega Man's in it. I know Jill Valentine's in it. So Dante's in it. Name, like naming that. a lot of naming a lot of characters without naming the most important inclusion, which is that Capcom finally included Dan Hibiki in another game. I don't know if he's playable. He's the trainer. Yeah, he's the tutorial. I don't I know if he's beat playable. Beat him up pal. good. Capcom, I know you're listening to this. If he's if Dan Hibiki is not a playable character in your game, I am gonna be so upset. Don't do this to me. Hashtag no Dan, no sale. No, it's free. Doesn't matter. Okay. 
I won't click on any of their ads. We end all of our podcasts with a cami. It's time for host versus guest versus audience this week. Where is the, I've stuck it in my notebook. You also have to tell Jeff. Oh, we score. do. This is very important. Uh, Jeff, you took part in the Nintendo World Championship. Yes, again. Uh, th- yeah, correctly this time. Uh, and you scored 143,090 points. And that puts you in second place. I'll take it. I'll take Couldn't it. quite beat John Deary, but you beat both me and Will, and you beat Vlad Radinoff. I'll take it. What about Paul Falchetta? He beat Paul, Paul as well. Okay. He's yes. st- I'm still not relenting in my investigation into video game ethics. I'll take and a he, solid second. His confident level was also pretty good. So they went in equal confidence, and he was able to beat Paul Falchetta. So that's pretty impressive. All right, now we end all of our podcasts with a game. It's time for host versus guest versus audience. I have the first season of Super Friends still in the crate. So right. that is today's gift. That's uh, pretty good. Jeff, That's a good gift. Jeff, what did you bring? Uh, I brought, because it is the season, I brought this beautiful red and green Ooh. set of Chessex role-playing yeah, game dice. I saw those on Twitter. And I nice. also brought a holiday mystery prize. Oh, I wonder what it could be. I, I, I honestly don't know what it is. It's eggnog. <laughs> It's eggnog. I brought eggnog. I wish I could. It's a it's Wawa eggnog. It is a sort of a classic beginner's eggnog. It's pre-made. You get all you know all it's it's ready to be spiced and spiked with your choice of alcohol. It is non-alcoholic because I know that that is the guidelines for the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. But it is just a wonderful, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, an opportunity for you to enjoy the tastes of the season. And uh... the. There's been a <laughs> bottle of eggnog just getting warm under this table for the past 45 minutes. Oh, it's been like an hour and a half. We got here real early. Yeah, you want to leave egg yolks <laughs> out in a room for a while. Can I also uh, point out that there is an ingredient in here called milk solids. Don't like that. And uh, that's all I can pronounce. Yeah. Yeah, the, the main character from uh, Murder on the Orient Express, also a uh, <laughs> yeah. ingredient. To play host versus guest versus audience, we need an audience member. They need to bring a prize for us to enjoy. What did you guys bring this week? Uh, I see a Wawa coffee. Oh, those are dope. A coffee cake? Or a no, coffee it's chocolate. Cake? A coffee chocolate. Four of them make one cup of coffee, right? That's the math on there? Oh, there's math on there. It's floor trash. She, she, she hasn't read it. No, that's not floor <laughs> trash. That's... Uh, I, I see a can of Monster Energy Zero Ultra, mm. and I see no calories a bottle of Holiday Mountain Dew, Ooh, the pizza. best holiday drink currently available. I see. I like the what is it, the cranberry sprite. Why ruin the bit with your incorrect I'm sprite just... opinions? <laughs> Could have teamed up and both not like Jeff. It. it is your choice. I think I got to go with the Mountain Dew holiday. Gonna we gotta go make with the Mountain call. Dew. I want that full chocolate. Christmas. Can I just have that chocolate later? No, not now. Later. You know they make a chocolate eggnog, but don't put it back in your pocket because it it'll stay melted. Uh, yeah, turn that on, and I'll turn you up a little bit. Is in- it on? <laughs> introduce yourself. Going to tell huh? you to do more stuff. Introduce yourself. Oh, hi. I'm Laura. Hi, Laura. I do have an announcement to make. Uh, Dan Habiki, playable character. Yeah. Why you gotta do that? <laughs> you haven't really mean to Jeff today. Capcom, thanks. I knew you got me. I knew <laughs> you had my back. The power of our podcast. Hashtag yes, Dan. Yes, sale. Jeff, if you win this, I'm gonna make a video of you drinking 
a glass of half of eggnog, warm half milk, Mountain Dew holiday blend. I'm sorry, warm eggs. That doesn't sound so bad. Warm raw eggs. Uh, so uh, Jeff has been on the show before, and we well, actually, there's a point of real controversy about whether you should be cooking your eggs or serving them raw in eggnog. I tend to come down on the on the cook side. Stop just doing for your coffee. show. Stop doing your show. Wait, cooked? Are you, so it, is it just a mug will with milk and omelet pieces? It, it's a rumlet. Oh it my god! A rum omelet. <laughs> it is a rumlet, basically. <laughs> We're gonna play a game that we rarely play on the show because it's opinionated. But uh, that's gonna go. Great. I don't care. Uh, we're we're gonna play uh, the meta game. Uh, I have a list of one hundred people. Uh, I will give you a topic, and you will give me a number, and you must argue that that person is the best person to answer that question. So we're gonna start with the easy one, which is who would win in a fight. Okay. And you will randomly choose who you must argue for. Wait, who's who decides? I'm gonna decide. I don't like that. I will turn to the crowd if 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 I am torn. Yeah, I can uh, bully them. Uh, so who would win in a Maybe fight? Not you. Will give me a number. Uh, number one. Number one, Spider Man. That's a good Spider Man. Good choice. That's a good. One. Uh, Jeff Stormer. Uh, number sixty nine. Number sixty nine. Nice. nice. <laughs> number sixty nine is Dan Habiki. <laughs> No, that's real easy to set up if you know Jeff. Laura? <laughs> pick a number, please. 23. Number 23, uh, fantastic Jim Carrey film, uh, is no? Scruff McGruff. Ooh, the crime dog. Mm. So Spider-Man versus Dan Hibiki versus Scruff McGruff. Will, why would... disadvantaged at this time. Why would Spider-Man win this fight? He's got the biggest set of powers out of anybody here. He's got spider senses. He has relative spider-to-man strength right? Uh, that fluctuates from, from series to series. But he can, he'll usually lift a car, sometimes a, uh, a subway car. Uh, webbing, either from his own wrist or from a device he makes that shoots them. Uh, super, uh, super reaction time and speed. And uh, really good Marvel movie. All right, very good, Jeff. Why would Dan Hibiki beat up Scruff McGruff and Spider Man? Well, um, Scruff McGruff uh, is bound by the law and therefore oh. cannot exercise lethal force. Nice, um, nice. You know he's he's got. Which law do you know that doesn't exercise lethal force? Fair point. Fair point. Police are awful. Um, I mean Dan Hibiki, but Dan and H- Spider. Well, depends which Spider Man. Hey, hey, this is this is Scruff. Jeff's time. I just want to know which Scruff minorities McGruff. Scruff McGruff is okay. going to McGruff, Scruff McGruff believes in law and order. He is the only good cop in a corrupt city, and therefore he is right, not going. Right. He is not going to use lethal force. Solid. And therefore, Dan Hibiki, who is the ultimate tactician, will be able to undermine his powers. Also, Scruff McGruff cannot throw fireballs. Dan Hibiki can throw fireballs. Also, Spider Man. Would prob- Spider-Man sees the humanity in people, and therefore would see the humanity with Dan Hibiki. This is a mistake, because Dan Hibiki will cheap shot you in a moment's notice. Spider-Man would relate to the fact that Dan Hibiki's father was murdered by Sagat, and Spider-Man's <laughs> Uncle Ben was murdered by, I believe, the Sandman or some or a random criminal. Yes, yes. Dan Hibiki <laughs> would use this to his advantage, Joe and then chill. just a quick low blow to the crotch, and then Spider-Man's out, because he's a child, and children are weak. 
Interesting, interesting. Uh, Laura, why would Scruff McGruff win this melee? So Scruff McGruff would take a bite out of crime. So he would like take Peter Parker's truant butt, and like mm. he would go after Aunt May because he she he'd be like, "Your kid's not at school," and she'd be like, "I'm his guardian." Now you're going to jail too. So he'd go after Aunt May. Uh, he'd go after works. Peter Parker. I'm just assuming. <laughs> I know about as much of the law as Scruff <laughs> McGruff does. And uh, Scruff McGruff's got more economic power because he came of age during the 80s. So he's from that baby boomer generation. So he would just economically depress Dan Habiki until he has to get a wage job. <laughs> Dan Habiki's already very broke. That's, that, that's, a fool's, that's a fool's move. In that case, he'd go after him for arson because he throws fireballs. Mm-hmm, admittedly. And he would take <laughs> a bite point. out of Dan Habiki. Interesting, interesting. Uh, very, very well argued. I think the, the the flaw in Jeff's is Spider-Man needs to know a lot about Dan Habiki for this plan <laughs> to work. I don't know how much he would know about Dan Habiki. Scruff McGruff actually had a pretty good argument. I I might give this one to Scruff McGruff. Take a bite out of crime. I, I, got, I got no argument from the crowd, so I'm going to give the point to Lara on that one. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, row of empty chairs is not really <laughs> voicing an opinion uh, we'll, we'll, we have time for like another round uh, so uh, who, who would be the best president uh, Jeff give me a number uh, 96 number nice 96 e- Eakin uh, Eakin oh. <laughs> from 96 it's uh, Bonesaw from Spider-Man Ooh. Mm, I, mm. Jeff, just point at reality. <laughs> that's where uh, we're at. Laura? 17. Number 17, all the way back at the top here. And that's Cobra Commander. <laughs> Can I trade with Will for whatever he gets? <laughs> I can't. No, there's no trading. We've actually had this argument before on the show. I can't take this from him. It's all uh, right. And and Will? Uh, 13. He number 13, it. lucky number 13. Uh, and that's Pork Chop from Doug. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Jeff, we're starting with you this Man, time. I wish I had Cobra come in. <laughs> so, Bonesaw, here's the thing. What's the thing, Jeff? We all know Thanos is coming. <laughs> we all know. Infinity, the trailer already dropped for Infinity War. We know Thanos is coming. We need a president with a strong understanding of metahuman issues and experience in corralling and organizing metahuman task forces. The Avengers is an independent organization that's not enough. We need a president that can ready us in this trying time. Bonesaw fought Spider-Man in the ring, saw his powers, and said, I can wrestle him anyway. He understands yeah, but that... but he couldn't even make it through three minutes of playtime. He understands that superpowers aren't going to win the fight with Thanos. We're going to need heart. We're going to need perseverance. And also... Thank you, Jeff. I, got, I lost it. I lost the thread <laughs> on it. This is good. Laura? So with this supernatural threat coming, you need someone with organizational experience. And we just agreed a supernatural <laughs> threat's coming. Did you not watch the Infinity War trailer? Seriously. No, I, that, but that's it's a great trailer. real life. Is it? We're going to choose. Would you be surprised at this two point? of the Infinity Stones. Right? Yeah. Loki sold us out. Predictable. All right. Go Typical on. Loki. Ew, I just touched the microphone. Yeah, they're gross. Um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So you need somebody with organizational experience, and out of those three, no one has more organizational experience than Cobra Commander, who has been running Cobra semi-successfully for (laughs) some time now. Cobra Commander couldn't even run a fast food restaurant. 
which was the plot of an episode of G.I. Joe. Yeah, you ran out of money one time, and then all the henchmen had to go to unemployment. Did that That's happen? also an episode. I didn't watch a lot of G.I. Joe's. I did. I watched a lot. Well, Do you know the one thing Cobra Commander hates more than G.I. Joe? What's that? It's drugs. <laughs> I Man, hate to interrupt this. My new anti-drug tra- task force. I, I hate to interrupt this, but Will needs to explain why Pork Chop from Doug would be a great president. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go. Yeah, he's a dog. Uh, and one time, uh, Cobra Commander made a rock band that <laughs> hypnotized people into loving cobras. <laughs> Just, I think, to make himself feel better. Uh, and that's my argument. <laughs> These are all bad. I think I'm going to give... <laughs> What time is it? Yeah, I'm going to give no points <laughs> to anyone on that one, which means Laura wins. No, I don't want that filthy eggnog. So, oh, that's yours. You have to drink it. Mm. Mix it with the Mountain Dew. Yeah. No, I did not I'll accept take, those I'll toasts. take that back if you don't want yeah, it. No, yeah. All right. Yeah. Are you going to drink it? Oh, it's got solid milk. What bars. are you doing? No, what are you don't shake it. He take the cap off. I didn't take the cap off. Well, it's yet. still got the safety. It's still got the seal. It's still got. The, it's still got the the the, the pull and twist on it. <laughs> Laura, thank you so much. The nog guard. Laura, so thanks so much for getting up here. Goodbye. Evacuate. <laughs> Ooh, mix it with the Mountain Dew thing. Oh, I, that's I, gonna be a plus two comedy extra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the Wednesday show plus two comedy extra. Uh, Can you hand me my phone that's on the floor? I. I can. Jeff, anything you want to plug that's uh, sure. not eggnog related? Uh, talking Nog can be found at soundcloud.com slash Talking Nog. Uh, you can also email. We also need uh, listener questions. Uh, listener questions, photos, uh, stories about your first eggnog, controversial eggnog hot takes. You can email all of those. Was that? Your favorite eggnog recipes, your favorite eggnog-inspired dishes. You can email all of that to TalkingNog at AOL.com. Uh... Party of One can be found at partyofonepodcast.com, and All My Fantasy Children can be found at allmyfantasychildren.com. Also, next week, the 17th of December, Amalgam Comics, Everything is Awesome's 100th Episodes. It is going to be 4.30. We are playing Mission Accomplished as an actual play episode. At 3.30 is an episode of Heart Points, which is another two-player role-playing games podcast that I'm very excited about and I've been enjoying a lot, and was my other I'm listening to. Will, anything to add? Yeah, um... These are new. People are still sending these. Uh, Christopher Columbus messed up. That's not the word they used. Where pineapples come from, that's not true. Uh, and pineapples may cure cancer. Also not true. So this has been two false facts about pineapples. <laughs> two lies about pineapples. <laughs> Exciting. It's good knock. Be sure to yeah, oh. drink it. Be sure to give us five stars and iTunes. Five stars on Stitcher for us on podcastland.com. Make us the podcast of the month. You can also like and subscribe to us on uh, Twitch and on YouTube. Uh, upcoming shows include next week, we are canceled. <gasps> and that's all I have prepared. So, <gasps> but there, there will be some sort of... Uh, there's no show. Uh, <laughs> and uh, as always... Thanks to Net Neutrality for making this show possible. Go to battleforthenet dot not no battleforthenet.com. Almost confused that. Uh, and uh, get information on how you can have your voice heard to support net neutrality. This is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Thank you guys so much.